welcome to Eyewitness Beauty, the podcast where we talk about the biggest stories in the beauty industry each week. I'm Nick Axelrod-Welk, joined by... Annie Kriegbaum. A.K.A. Diamond Kriegbaum. Formerly known as Diamond. F.K.A. Diamond. Uh, no, F.K.A. Annie, now known as Diamond. We're back. Is that what F.K.A. Twigs is formerly Yes. No- I had no clue. <laughs> well, how yes. can she be formally known as Twigs when... I literally only know her as Twigs. So great question. I I actually know the answer to this <laughs> because we did a story on Into the Gloss with Twigs or with like Twigs as maybe makeup artist or hair person or something right like when Twigs was coming out. And I remember there was a whole issue because we just called her Twigs, not FKA Twigs. And we got an email from like someone in her management saying that because of like another artist who had been named Twigs, like we had to change the name in our story and she mm-hmm. had to go by FKA Twigs. Ah, so she was kind of for, she, her hand was forced. Yes. And same thing with um, Santa Gold. When she was coming up, her name was Santi Gold with an I because it was, it was uh, after like some... What are those things called that are that play like late at night that are like as seen on TV? Infomercials. There was an infomercial that ran at night, I guess, when she was a kid that was like something about Santi Gold. Okay. And so she named herself that. But then that company was like going to sue her. So she had to change her name to Santo Gold. But they're different industries. How can they pot? They don't have two legs to stand on. Oh, no. Sorry. So it was Santo Gold was the song, like the jingle. And so she had to name herself Santi Gold. Same thing with Twigs. Twigs wanted to be Twigs, but trees were like, excuse me, get it. <laughs> um, no, but that is a true story. So that's why she is FKA Twigs. Anyway. You know what today is? Anyway, <laughs> um, today is the day after Halloween. And it, it shocks me. I was at a birthday party with Evie, um, like a baby birthday party the other day. And it still shocks me that people will wear someone else's culture as a costume. What happened? There was like a guy wearing like what I think was some sort of like Moana-esque cartoon inversion of like a Maori person. Oh, was he trying to be the guy from Moana? I don't know. I've never seen Moana, but that it's it just seemed like, and I said this to Casey who was like tired of me talking about anything but particularly that um i was like if you look in the mirror before you leave when you have your costume on and you might be wearing someone else's culture as a costume take it off take one piece of their culture off take one piece of culture off did you hear about the guy who dressed up as a nazi and was in finelli's cafe in soho literally the a place that i frequent often with my jewish boyfriend formerly jewish boy formerly (laughs) formerly boyfriend formerly boyfriend (laughs) um yeah crazy and they were like immediately like what the fuck are you doing get out which i thought was cool but now here's my question you i guess you're not allowed to wear a nazi costume right definitely not and it's actually illegal in germany in europe i think probably more than more than just germany to wear a nazi costume yeah. Oh my God. How good was it that Kanye tried to go talk to Skechers and Skechers had to like forcibly remove him from like the corporate offices? 
There's a theory going around that he is just trying to get out of all of his contracts. So that he can what? Crash and burn? I don't know. I think because he wants to... I think he's voiced that he wanted to buy back his ownership of like the yay enterprise. <laughs> like the, the yay in all the different categories. Well, I don't think he has the money to do that anymore. So he should have sort of really thought through all the different... But nobody wants... He doesn't need <laughs> the money because nobody wants it. Gone. They gave it back to him. They were like, here you go. No. No, Adid, the whole in the Adidas agreement, this is the whole thing that he's been ranting about how like Jews need to change their contracts because in the Adidas, even though the Adidas company heritage is lies within the wrong side of the war, if you know what I mean. But in that in his contract, Adidas owns the right to reproduce any of his designs in perpetuity. Like they can yeah, make can all of those his, sneakers. But can they use the Yeezy name? And do they even want to? I don't think they they would ever do it. I don't think they want to. Meanwhile, you know, we've been talking about how it's hard for the Jews. It's hard for these people. It's hard for that people. I bought so much Yeezy season one, two, three, four, five, six. Like the seasons when the clothes were really, really good. I remember you got your father wearing Yeezy. Yeah, I had my dad wearing Yeezy, my Jewish father. Now I have to throw it all away. I do think I it's guess I can't I mean, wear it. We're, we're kind of joking here. I, I mean, it's really violent what he is doing and what he continues to do. Yeah. I'm trying to do the right thing by by pretending it, he doesn't exist anymore and not consuming. I mean, last I saw was like a headline that he got kicked off of Instagram, but he's back on Twitter. Again? Well, so he was on Instagram yesterday, like posting pictures of Ari Emanuel and his new wife. Um, and saying like, Stop. and then calling Jews, quote unquote, business people. Like he kept on using business people in quotes when he like obviously meant Jews. Yeah. It is, I mean, the, the, the sad thing is that like, as a Jew, it's, this is not new that people scapegoat Jews, you know, and like paint them, paint us as people who are somehow like controlling everything or the media or the, this or the, that. Right. I feel like, what I what's like kind of the saddest part of the whole thing to me is that now last time I checked in he was like giving press conferences to TMZ paparazzi Kanye and he was basically saying like see I tried to talk up I tried like using basically what has happened since he said his anti-semitic stuff as proof that the Jews have the power that he alleged they have which I feel like is the it's like okay like you're like crazy. That's crazy. But it's just like, it's it, to use, he's like basically just, he set us up. I will say, did I tell you that when I was driving through Malibu the other day, or no, Calabasas the other day, there was a Yeezy in the middle, uh, one of the foam Yeezy shoes in the middle of the road. And I was That's like, ominous. there's only, there's only one, one explanation for this. Like a, a Kardashian child, like dropped this out of a moving car. There's just no other explanation for this. It's Calabasas. It's a, a single foam Yeezy, whatever. They look like hamster skulls. I know. I loved those. I wanted a pair so badly. Mm, Nick. There was one thing that you wanted to talk about last episode that we didn't have time to talk about, which was, do you think Prada Beauty is coming back? Well, I was confused. What's your was, evidence? Well, no, I, it was a major disappointment because Prada Beauty launched a beauty-specific Instagram, Prada Beauty. And if you are a packaging nerd or if you were, I don't know, in your 20s in the 90s. They're like on everyone's mood board. The like original? These, like the old Prada yeah. skincare. The old Prada skincare they were like was this, in like hermetically I who sealed. did it. Do you remember? 
Was it Ezra Petronio? Who did the packaging? I don't know. Let's see. But it was in like really soft, curved. It almost looked like an Apple, like it almost looked like an AirPod case, I think, if I'm remembering correctly, the the actual, the primary packages. And then they were in like the, is hermetically sealed the right word? It's like where, you know, at the doctor's office when they open a new needle and or like Yeah, when they have to put it in like the autoclave, yeah. Yeah, and part of it's like the clear plastic and then the back is like the crunchy, like waxy paper. That's what it came like sealed in. And yeah, they were on like all the Glossier mood boards. You, we'll, we'll post a photo. And anyway, so when they announced the launch of like, Prada, or I, when I say they, I don't even remember how I like found out that Prada Beauty had an Instagram suddenly. And so of course I like, race over and there's nothing, it, it's all their, it's all their, just their fragrances, like Prada candy with like their weird, like fucking AI generated model. And yeah, which by the way, what the fuck? I was on Reddit the other day and they had an ad for like army recruitment and they had a ethnically ambiguous gorgeous girl in the ad that was clearly computer generated. Oh, really? I was like, this is fucking weird. This is not right. Oh, well, now they don't even need people anymore. But that's especially problematic. I mean, it's one thing for like a fashion brand to have computer generated models, but for the army to be like, look, there's people like you here. True. Or maybe it actually, maybe the ethnicity shifts depending on your habits on the internet. Like it can tell what ethnicity you are and like what you're attracted to. Because I am not, I'm not, I would say I'm probably not ethnically ambiguous. Can you tell me? (laughs) No. Um, Side note though. So this is according to the New York Times 22 years ago when they wrote about the launch of Prada Beauty. So Mrs. Uh, Miss Prada's husband, Patrizio Bertelli, was thought to be the designer along with the photographer Manuela Pavesi. And a stylist. Listen, it looks it looks fucking chic as hell. Oh no, like, sorry, that was no, that was the Jill Sander collection. <laughs> I don't know TBD who designed the beauty line. But we'll post photos. I'm I actually haven't looked in a while, and now I'm like even more excited. It it looks actually you know what it looks like because the packaging is over the top. It's super wasteful. But it comes in. I think maybe each of them are single use. Am I wrong about that? The yeah. Like were, everything oh, no, is no, in they like weren't a little, single use. I don't know, Nick. They they kind of look like they are. I mean, they were just the best. But so is Prada Beauty coming? No, I I I I wish they would. I don't I don't know what's going on. Now I, I'm like endlessly confused. If anybody has any sort of intel, because we we do get good intel. We get like some hot goss in the um uh DMs. And we'll never we'll never we'll protect our sources to the death. If you tell us something and we can't say where it came from, we will not tell. If there's one thing I am not, it's a snitch. Everyone no, knows it. Me neither. You and Erica Jane. You don't even know how many reporters have reached out to me about life at Glossier. I say, what? Yeah. Who? Excuse me? I don't know her. Okay. Next topic. We And this is just a little sub-segment for a few people who appreciate this, which is... Bit check? No, it's oh. when the it's when the Real Housewives and Beauty crossover. Inter- yeah, when there's mm-hmm. a little bit of crossover. So now we're revealing how long we were off the air when we talk about a little lady named Teresa Giudice or Guidice, depending on which part of Italy you're from. And her hair, specifically her wedding hair when she married that creepy guy, Luis, whatever. Now... <laughs> 
What? I, I was speechless. <laughs> describe so, it. <laughs> can you describe it? I mean, she looked like if you if you're familiar with the traveler culture <laughs> in Europe. Yes, and there was a very politically incorrect TV show that aired on TLC called My Big Fat G Word Wedding. Yeah, we do we do not co-sign that word. That is like a racial no. slur. And actually, I don't think I don't think that the Romani people are these people that were featured on the show. By the way, no. As part of the show, well, obviously, it was about showing brides before and after their wedding day, and the hair. It was very much of the higher the hair, the closer to God situation. And so they became these sort of like bride of Frankenstein, but not black and white updos. With then a crown, like Marge Simpson, kind of keeping it in place. Yes, like Marge Simpson, not like P- Priscilla Presley, hot, like cool, chic. No, no, no. Mar, like the higher the hair, the higher the hair, like sort of the the more wealthy or successful you were, seems to be the implication. They would then Stacked. put like a diamond tiara, mm-hmm. you know, around the sort of sausage of hair, mm-hmm. and then like a huge cupcake wedding dress. Teresa's wedding look can best be compared to that, which was shocking given, I don't know, a few things. Number one, like it's your second wedding, like no shame, second wedding. I just feel like you've done it once. You don't need to like... Who has the energy? Your hair should be... I, maybe maybe the rule should be like at your second wedding, you, your hair should be lower than at your first wedding. And you need to not wear a white dress because only virgins wear white dresses at their weddings. True. True, true, true. But it was just, it was a, the shock heard around the world when the paparazzi pictures came out. The weirder thing for me, though, was reading the commentary of people saying this was normal for Jersey. I was like, what? Like, I've never seen. That seems crazy. No, this is not, I mean, say what you will about Danielle Staub, but she wouldn't be caught dead in that hair. Danielle Staub? Is she your Jersey girl? No, but I'm just saying, like, even the most depraved Jerseyite you know, who gives Jersey the worst association you can think of wouldn't even do that hair. But what I will say is that she certainly wore it with confidence and that Brad Goreski for Halloween, Brad Goreski, the stylist and former Bravo reality star dressed up as Teresa at her wedding on Instagram. And if you haven't seen it, it is worth a look. He recreated the, the look strand for strand. Um, and it was really amazing. Oh, and whoa. Watching it. Oh, his, but the hair yeah. is not, it doesn't hold a candle. It's, I mean, I think it's probably hard to get your hair to stand up like that. Oh, actually he was pretty, Teresa, like what the fuck? Also, what's with strapless wedding dresses? When's the last time any of us have worn anything strapless? And then you decide on your wedding day, that's the day that you're going to go strapless. You remember when Ivanka Trump got married with like long sleeves and everyone was like, that's going to be a trend, like long sleeve wedding dresses. I want a long sleeve wedding dress. I want to be, I want to be completely covered. I want a veil where you can't even see my face. I want long sleeves. I want a turtleneck of lace. Mm-hmm. I do. I want, I want like classic. I don't want any skin showing. This isn't a really? soft services ad. This is my wedding. Fair. Okay. And then will you change into another dress at the after party? Yeah, definitely. And what will that be? Just like a thong and a, and some pasties? No, no, no. Something that's like easy to move around and fun. Probably like... Okay. Like a little, like a vintage Bob Mackie. Definitely vintage. I'm going to go vintage. I follow this wedding dress vintage account called Vintage Calf. If you're into like... Like calf, like a baby, a baby cow? No L. The headpieces okay. alone. Wedding... I, I, it's a shame that... 
headpieces are relegated to, to wedding days mainly. When I mean, when else do we get to wear prom. adorn our prom? Well, if you win something, I would never go to prom wearing a crown. That's No, but you can wear like a tiara at prom, can't you? That would be quite bold, Nick, if you're not the prom. Oh, really? Queen. I don't even know. Can you imagine? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> the only second piece of Real Housewives catch-up that we must address is friend of the pod, Jenna Lyons, was announced as one of the new cast members of the Real Housewives of New York. She joins creative director Say De Silva, model Uba Hassan, home renovation guru Erin Dana Lishi, influencer Lizzie Savetsky, and fashion publicist Jessel Tank. And then there's one more, brand marketing professional Bryn Whitfield. I've never heard of any of those people except for Jenna. Never heard of any of these people in my life. Have you? No, but Jenna's a funny choice. But I also I also don't know anything about like who wore what and like these other in New York based influencers. Uh, New York is not oh, that meaning big of a that town. like the rest of them are other inf- well, but like we didn't know about Leah Mob before she showed up. I, yes, I did. She was around. You she did? was at Max Fish. I knew about yeah. Really? Oh, she was okay. friends. She was friends with um. Friends is a strong word. Older men that used to buy me drinks at Max Fish. <laughs> Got it. Um, but my question is, like, with Jenna Lyons, you know, like, what the rest of them clearly have that Jenna Lyons seemingly doesn't have is really something to gain, which is fame from being on the show. Jenna Lyons is already well-known and has a platform. I'm curious about what her motivation is. I think it's just, and I don't mean this in a bad way, I think it's the performative aspect. I think she just likes to perform. Yeah. I mean, I've done photo shoots with her and she, and, and truly, I mean this as a compliment, like it just has so much energy to... She can turn it on. Which made her very easy to shoot. Like yeah. it, the worst thing in photo shoots is when the, the model is timid and doesn't want the attention on them. I think that she's just kind of like fun and has that personality where she likes attention. Does it make me like kind of sad? Yes. It doesn't make me sad if it's something she wants to do. But I think that what makes me potentially sad is that I just don't, I can't think of an example of someone who was already famous, who went on The Real Housewives and who came out the other side better for it. Right? Garcelle Beauvais. Yeah, I mean, she's, I, to me, she's, you know, she was the MVP of Beverly Hills this year, this season, I mean, but I don't, I think she's, to me, she's did like, you know who she was neut- before? Net neutral. Yeah, of course. You did? Yeah. From like when, the 90s? I knew of her because when she found out her husband had cheated on her, he was a agent, I think at CAA or WME, one of the big agencies. And she wrote an email to all of his like partners um, about it, which like made headlines because it got picked up by like the Hollywood Reporter. Am I the only one that thinks that like infidelity shouldn't matter for your job? I don't know. I wouldn't take that up with Garcelle. I think she was just angry and in a fit of rage and passion, she decided to like expose his secret. I mean, I get, I totally get that. But like, I've seen, we've seen a lot lately with like Me Too. I mean, Me Too is one thing, but like affair, like if abuse is one thing, affairs, like did Clinton deserve to get impeached? No. I think that what what the other side of that argument would say is that (laughs) inherent, inherent to any sort of workplace dynamic where they're 
is someone older and someone younger is that there's like, is power. No, I'm not talking about having an affair at work. I'm saying like, if you have an affair in your personal life. But Clinton was fucking a intern of the, oh, at the true, White House. True, true, true. Okay, maybe that does matter. <laughs> <laughs> I totally forgot about that aspect of it. Yeah, it wasn't just okay, like okay, a girl okay, you okay, met yeah, at the yeah, bar. Everybody just forget I said that about Clinton. But like, okay, I'm saying it. So you're if, not... If, the, <laughs> if both people are consenting adults of age, they don't work together. Is an affair a fireable offense? No. Okay. But I think that it's just like men are dogs. And so 99% of the time, they're like fucking someone who they work with, who works for them, who their wife is friends with, you know, God knows what. They don't want to travel far. Men are not ambitious when it comes to sexual escapades. Oh, God. You know, dogs. Am I right? Dogs. Okay. We have one more topic. Only one? Which is, well, I mean, we didn't talk about Emma Chamberlain's house, but I feel like we would be remiss if we didn't talk about Kim Kardashian's homewares (laughs) that she's producing under the skin line. It is basically bathroom accessories, uh, like a little tray, a tissue cozy that you like put over your tissues to hide it, like a little trash bin maybe like a little bin that you would put like uh it's home chips and it's it's home home goods goods, but it's like all in you know faux concrete because that's like what her aesthetic is now to me it's more funny that she launched these products because it's not like this has always been her style this was something that like kanye turned her on to axel vervoort they would like get all the you know all these like belgian designers helping them design like that sink you know, that everyone on TikTok was like freaking out about that she shows in her Architectural Digest video that like you can't understand how it drains because it's just like a flat slab. Anyway, to me, it's just like funny to like launch products that are in this like very specific style that... Wait, Axel Vervoort did their home? I believe, yes. Or at least like was doing parts of their home. I know Kanye goes to his studio in, in Belgium or whatever... I didn't know that he did their family home though. It doesn't look like his style. I feel like his stuff is like more warm and cozy. It is. Well, his like the traditional Axel stuff is like he's actually known for like mixed materials and like bright colors and sort of like, you know, silk and different kind of stuff. I've actually been to a few houses that Axel designed that are incredible and super cozy and warm and amazing. But I think when he sort of it was like Axel meets Malibu. I'm looking now at the Architectural Digest story from... 2020. And Kanye West says, and I quote, the house is 90% Axel. I wonder if he went into their home in Calabasas, like their, they had lemons on the counter, they had wicker, what they had gilded things. And he was like, let's start with a clean slate. And then Kanye took that and ran with it and like didn't understand. Because <laughs> it's literally what their home is. It's just a clean slate. <laughs> I love how Kim did the Skims office with Rick Owens. That was cool. Did, and that I guess, was cool. Was that by way of Kanye or what? I don't know. I mean, like maybe she's carrying the idea forward, but I was just not that impressed. And I, I saw a TikTok that was sort of a woman. It was like an interior designer on TikTok doing an unboxing with the home products. And she was like, this doesn't feel like it's worth X number of dollars. I'm going to tell you the prices and you'll, you'll tell me what you think. Okay, if you want a tissue box, which again is like that tissue cozy, $89. If you want a waste basket, $129. How does that feel to you? Not great, but can I be candid? 
permission to yes. speak candidly. I I have considered buying a an expensive wastebasket, but that was only That's because fine, I, but I I was going first with aesthetic and. And unfortunately, all the ones that I wanted were... Expensive. Oh, my God. Hold on. There's a review on the Skin by Kim tissue box <laughs> product page. They weren't, they weren't slabs of concrete, by the way. They were like... <laughs> okay. Cool. This says... The headline is, easy grab tissues from the tissue box. And then the subject... Or the, the text is, the tissue box holds tissues that are easy to grab. It's the right size for the box of tissues. <laughs> wait, wait. Recommend this but- product. Yes. What about the box the tissues already come in? Like you can easily, right? Like what's the differentiating factor here? Because the box goes around. The no, box no, no. Tissue. Sorry. This is like, this is more of like a can that you put the box of tissues in and then you put a lid on the can. Oh, so it actually makes the tissues harder to access because it has a lid now? No. And then there's like a, then there's a slit through the lid okay, 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 that okay, you okay, pull the it, tissues out of. Got it. Okay. But anyway... I wish so her, I wish no, her it's well. no more easier than the tissue box that's within. No, but I am actually all for a tissue cozy. If you're looking for a good tissue cozy, I like the ones from Makier. M A K I E. Makier is a Japanese fashion and homeware brand. I think their store is in Brooklyn, but it might just be in downtown on in the oh, glory side. When you were asking me to buy the mugs for you. Oh, no, no, that was a different place. Um, no, Makie, they popped on my radar when we were having Evie. And I would ask my friends like where to get onesies for like newborns, like the little baby tiny, tiny onesies, like organic cotton, because you care about that with your first kid when they're just born, even though it's silly. Um, and everyone said Makie, Makie, which this is, now sounds like I'm a cartoon of myself. And they're really cute. They're called Hadagis. They're little kimono style, so like they button across the front or they snap across the front so that you don't have to disturb the umbilical stump. Oh my God. I, I thought you were talking about called. a tissue box this whole time. No. Okay, but they <laughs> so that's how I found box. out about okay. that's how I found out about <laughs> Makie. Now, no like no no sooner did I find out that they made these really cute little onesies for babies, but they also make tissue cozies. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. So that's a that's a project. That's a natural product expansion from onesies. Yeah, yeah. They were like, you know what? We're gonna own the bathroom and the nursery. Oh, I'm looking at myself on this video, and now I'm like, do I need a boleroplasty? Is that what you call it? Like an eye lift? Yeah. Do you see what's happening here? Am I getting I mean, droopy? Just no. I also just don't oh. think that young people should get lifts. Because like, you're, you know, it's just, I don't think, like, here's the thing with facelifts and all sorts of lifts is they are not, they are only meant to lift for like 10 to 15 years, aka until the end of your life. Well, yeah, gravity is still going to take its course. Exactly. So, but when you get it too young and you're going to live more than 10 or 15, you don't want to outlive your, all I'm going to say is you don't want to outlive your facelift. You just keep pinning it back. You just keep... I don't know. That it's seems like, like the, a it's like very your belt. slippery It's slope. like the n- next notch on your belt. You have to, if you lose weight, you go, or your belt, you know, uh, expands over time. It stretches. Yeah, I just don't know if skin is as resilient as a belt. Oh, belts are made from skin, Nick. Should we do product of the week? Speaking of belts. <laughs> yeah, do you have a belt? No, I don't. I don't have, I, 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 I had so many products last week, Nick. I don't have any this week. But what it, you don't can, have any. We can do a fit check if you want, because we're, we're we will be doing a video portion of this. Um, 
podcast show, which will force me to get dressed every day in a way that I currently do not. Do you get you get dressed every day for work, yeah. Nick? You you like bought a yeah. watch. I get you... I get I try to look a little bit. I try to put myself together. Okay, my product of the week is from Jackie Roberts Wellness. It is it's mm-hmm. a face oil that my friend mm-hmm. told me to get. It's her Pilates teacher slash I think she's a Pilates teacher slash like naturopath or something named Jackie Roberts. So you you've gone full LA. <laughs> yes, you can buy it on her website. <laughs> it's probably just JackieRobertsWellness.com. Um, but what I I've kind of rediscovered in the last few months is adding some face oil to your moisturizer. And maybe it's mm-hmm. the Haley Bieber, you know, mantra getting in my head. But I'm like, I w- I'd like to look a little shiny, and like I'd rather look over moisturized than under. Okay, so it's 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 more of a cosmetic effect. Yeah, but it, it also just smells a... amazing. It smells very like botanical, floral. I'm gonna tell everyone exactly what's in it. It is called the Ageless Face and Body Oil. It's seventy seven dollars. Is 100% organic and vegan. It is designed to not only protect your skin barrier from free radicals and UV rays, which I guess that's this is very indie. If they can't, they certainly shouldn't be claiming that. Ooh, they can't support it. I mean, Carrot seed oil, um, aloe vera oil, <laughs> sea buckthorn oil, and it helps diminish. Uh, fine lines, oil. age spots, it's it. pregnancy and breastfeeding safe. This oil has delivered magic oh, it is? to my clients for over two decades. Now she wants to share it with us. Five to 10 oils, uh, five to 10 drops of oil in the palm of your hand. You add it to your moisturizer. What I like about this one in particular is that... It's giving Caroline Calloway. <laughs> <laughs> um, what I like about this one is that you can't, you can like do a whole dropper full and it's not too bad. You know, some face oils you add, like, remember the, the Linda Rodan one? You'd add just a little and it'd be like, oh my God, you're slip sliding all over your face. This one, you can, you can overdo it a little bit. But again, you want, if you want that sort of glossy look, if you don't, then I don't recommend it. Okay. JackieRoberts.myshopify.com. Which moisturizer are you mixing I am with? currently using the uh, barrier treatment from You Beauty, Tina Craig's line. Ooh, fancy. I, so Tina Craig, aka Bag Snob, um, I've known just about her forever. I went to a dinner and met her a few months ago. She's actually amazing. She wants to do our podcast. Let's, I mean, let's talk Dallas. Baby. Yeah, she's from Dallas. She, you know, as, as any sort of Dallas socialite will do, you know, went to all the best dermatologists all around the world, sort of like gleaned, gleaned everything she could from all of them and then launched You Beauty a few years ago. And it's the, the brand is doing really well. They have that, that really popular sort of two-part, like there's a treatment, which is like a gel treatment plus a moisturizer. Um, and then they launched a barrier repair cream, which is supposed to be an overnight treatment. I wear it during the day because I like a thick cream. Um, they also launched very recently a body cream um, and uh, they have a lip, mm-hmm. like a lip serum too. I like her. I like her products. She really is obsessed with the science. I think they're good. I think they are. Dare I say, like Augustus Bader for less, Otter, whatever. But yeah, and I also really liked her. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I haven't. Um, I haven't tried her products, but I know a lot of people really like 
really like them. The, the, the moisturizer, like there's like a moisturizing treatment that was the first thing she launched along with the, the sort of serum treatment. That moisturizer is not heavy enough for me. Like I always end up feeling a little dry when I wear it. Um, but the overnight mm-hmm. treatment is really good. Cool. Heard it here first. So you have nothing this week. You gave us everything. You left it on the dance floor last week. I did. I did. Although now that we're on the topic of Dallas, I can tell you some fun new things I discovered Please. about Dallas. If we have any Dallas-based listeners. I went to a really cool gallery. Um, it's only open, I think, a couple of days a week. But if you're ever in Dallas, you absolutely should make time to go, make reservations. Um, it's free. And this is an incredible example of how trickle-down economics works. So this very rich family, the Rachovskis, I always, I can't pronounce anything when it, um, I'm put on the spot like this, but Rachovskis, yeah, Rachovsky, Rachovskis. Like they're not a, uh, <laughs> what was Cam on Housewives? What was her oh, last name? Uh... <laughs> Like Walcott or something. Yeah, like the car dealership or something. <laughs> There's they're, some like family yeah, names. They're, they're not. They're not like... one of the family names. <laughs> they are, but they're not like one of the like families that like goes. Got and gets it. They're more taken, discreet. They just buy a bunch of art, and they basically the quote unquote warehouse where they keep their collection. They open to the public a couple of days a week, and you can go in. It was completely empty when I went there with my mom. It was a really beautiful space, um, has like beautiful natural light coming in through the skylights. Um, it was kind of insane how it was. Not, I, the word merchandise is coming to mind, but obviously it's not merchandise because it's not curated. For sale. But the way it was um, curated, I mean, I guess, but the, the way that they set up the different rooms and put the art together in the rooms, is it curated because it's their whole collection? We can, I don't know. We, we, we actually, um, you know, we probably do have some art people listening to this podcast. Let us know what that's called. Like oh, what that job do. is where you decide like what goes on what wall and like what next to what. I think it's probably, probably the curating is probably yeah. the right, but I don't, but technically it's like, is it curated? All the stuff is already curated as part of their collection, but they, um, it's an incredible, I mean, it's all the best like contemporary artists from like the, you know, past, I think, I don't know, it's 50 like Banksy, years. it's like Murakami, is that like, you got, it's no. like Daniel Ashram. No, it's like Arsham. Donald Judd, uh, Maurizio Catalan. Cool. Who else? How do you get? How do you get oh, in? Who's the photographer? Uh, that was friends with Patty Smith. Uh, Maplethorpe. Yeah, you just have to go online. I think they're open like Fridays and Saturdays, or Saturdays and Sundays, and they let like a certain number of people come in per day, per week, and you just have to go and make a reservation, and it's free. It's in like kind of a weird part if you know Dallas at all. It's by the Galleria, but it's really, really fucking great. You should go. And they also opened a Sedell's in Dallas, Whoa. so which is big for Dallas. I know it's not big for New Yorkers, but for Dallas, it's very big. You heard it here first. Anyway, that's my Dallas tea. We're happy to be back, and we'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Our podcast, and we, we did you miss guys. you, and it's been so amazing to hear from everyone and to just reconnect with everyone. We see you. We see on you. I, 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 we, we talk just... to you. We see you. We talk to you. We love you. Sometimes Nick will reply to your message and then I'll continue <laughs> the conversation or vice versa. You never know who so you're going to get. Don't assume that you know. Yeah, you, you never, never know, know who you're going to get. <laughs> I think Nick commissioned some new artwork for us. And then and then, somebody, and then the person was like, okay, what are next steps? And I was like, I accidentally opened it. So I felt obligated to reply. And I was like, well, I don't know. I can't afford to yeah, pay we, you. We don't have any money. But what we have is every single episode, we will give you a credit for having designed 
our cover art for our podcast. A couple of things to keep in mind, like you have to stand out in those charts, you know, so it has to, it can't be too subtle. Subtlety killed. Wait, what? We can't change our cover every No, time. no. I'm just saying for the one when we're taking more submissions for our new cover art, it has to stand out in general. We're having, co- we're getting new cover That's what they're submitting. Nick, we should get, we should, we should commission somebody to like paint like nice portraits of okay, us. Okay. Well, in the interim... We are... Or do you want to do a photo shoot? What if we did a we, photo but shoot? I, I mean, my, you can't afford my glam budget. Okay. Eyewitness Beauty, as always, written, directed, and starring Nick Axwell, welcome Annie Kriegbaum. Um, we have a new wonderful producer that we're working with named Wes Haas, who will... You'll hear his name quite a bit moving forward. Um, our album art, as always, Simon Abronowitz. Our theme music, Danny Presant. And... Hyatt.witnessbeauty.com. No, literally, nobody else should take no. credit for any Additional <laughs> research provided by Thank Annie Kriegbaum and Nick Axelrod Welk. That's it. Annie at eyewitnessbeauty.com. Nick at eyewitnessbeauty.com. We will talk to you next week. DM us. Okay, bye. Bye.